This is Pulse 95. Pulse 95. It's the Morning Majulus. It's the Morning Majulus. Talking the stories that are shaping headlines, plus those that make you go, hmm. Hello, good morning. Welcome back onto the Morning Majulus. Talking to you about the world of technology and world of entrepreneurial journey because this is going to be a conversation worth having should you be interested in, in seeking investors for your own uh, business ideas or even if you are into home fragrancing as well because we're kindly uh, joined by the founder of Airzai which is a tech fragrance company and talking about the future of fragrance and wellness and how you can transform or shift your home to smell like a luxury resort. So very, very good morning to Muneeb Mushtaq, the founder of Azai. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, great to hear from you. And um, uh, let's start off by your background. You're based in Canada. Your product is based in Canada as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. Do people like their houses to smell like resorts in Canada? Why did you launch Mm -hmm. this? That's a great question. So I think uh, a little bit of a background. So like, you know, just being in technology uh, industry for almost like a decade uh, as an entrepreneur, I felt that like, you know, one thing that was missing in the market, like in the fragrances, is that a lot of people are buying candles. They're buying a lot of like, uh, like, you know, they're buying air fresheners and stuff. The majority of the time, what happens is that those uh, products that you see are like age old. They're like literally, we like to call them Stone Age products. So if you think about it, like, you know, for example, air fresheners, they use synthetic scents, right? Which is artificial scents, not good for your kids, for your pets and stuff. So we were like being a fragrance uh, aficionado. I was like, okay, like, you know, what is... What can we do? So it started off as a passion project completely. Mm. Like, you know, and uh, the more people we actually started to share with about, hey, we're going to make your home smell really good. They got excited. They were like, wow, okay, this is something unique. And then the wellness aspect started to come in where we were like, okay, like, you know, it can actually help you drive wellness. Um, Because like, you know, uh, in, in the world right now, like we have so much so many issues and like you know with the pandemic with the wars with like you know inflation with recession all that stuff there is so much like uh like you know so much stress so much like you know uh depression all those like you know things that are happening and we were like how can we utilize fragrances to actually drive wellness with people so it was just a a passion project that just turned into like a full-blown venture and it's been an exciting journey so far when did you establish this project so it uh, it started like a few years back, I think. So like, you know, right after I sold my uh, my tech company, uh, I think uh, I was just, I wanted to start something new. Mm-hmm. And we started brainstorming like a classic startup uh, story. Like, you know, we're just brainstorming and we're like, wouldn't it be cool if there was like a device that just sits there. You don't have to like pick up, uh, like, you know, put in water, like, you know, with your classic diffusers, put droplets right. of essential oil. Uh, you don't even know where the oils are coming from. So we're like, okay, let's give people like a Nespresso of fragrance experience where you take a pot, pop it in, and it just smells good, right? And so uh, we started like maybe like three, four years ago. Mm -hmm. Initially, again, just as a side project, just to keep ourselves busy. But the more people we started to share this with, they're like, oh my God, I would buy this. Yeah. We're going to get one. We're like, okay, like, you know what? We got to start focusing more on that. Yeah. And that's where I think that things picked up when we uh, came across our chief designer. So his name is Fred Bold. 
Uh, he's an award-winning designer who's designed products like, I'm pretty sure you know GoPro camera, which of is course. super popular. Yeah. He's the designer of that. Then there's Nest Thermostat, a couple of other uh, huge products. So when we talked to him, the excitement was there and he's like, wow, like, you know, this would be amazing. Mm -hmm. So that's where things started to pick up and here we are now. <laughs> so why did you choose the UAE as a hub to introduce your idea or product here? And how has been the reaction so far in the uh, market here? Gr great, great question. So I think UAE always had this like soft spot in my heart. I've been coming to the region for almost like six years now. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends uh, from Toronto. So I was like, you know, I was raised, I was born in Middle East, but I was like, you know, raised in Toronto. And uh, like, you know, when I went to university, so like, you know, University of Toronto, I had a few friends from Dubai and like UAE in general. So they came, they were international students. And when they came back uh, to uh, here, they invited me. And I think the first time I visited like six, seven years ago, I was blown away by this whole, like just the energy here in general, it's amazing. Like, you know, it's so vibrant. So I kept coming uh, once a year. Mm -hmm. And I think what happened is like two years back is when we were sort of on the crossroads of like, you know, sort of looking at a place which is very open, very welcoming right. uh, to tech companies, to entrepreneurs, to innovation. And we were looking to get more into like artificial intelligence, AI. Mm -hmm. And wow, like, you know, UAE was on my top list. I was already very excited to visit and explore. And when I came here, uh, I, I was just like, I, I was taken back from how vibrant the community is, mm -hmm. uh, entrepreneurship. And then when I started meeting people and both from, uh, from the government sector and private as well, the response that I just received, like, you know, it was amazing. So we were like, hey, you know what? We got to start focusing on like, you know, uh, being in this region more and doing more stuff and uh, in past few months we've been we've actually set up our R&D office over here so we have a team of engineers uh, both on the hardware side uh, because the AirZap product is like packed with technology on both the hardware and the software side and we're utilizing the artificial intelligence and the machine learning to bring that different kind of experience to the market that mm -hmm. does not exist so we're very excited about that so I feel that UAE uh, sort of felt like a hub for us uh, not only uh, from the geographical side because it's right in the middle like Canada it's a, it's a bit of a flight but it's good it's <laughs> fine and then you know you look at Asian countries where there's a lot of manufacturing there's a lot of uh, hardware aspect uh, exist so for us it was just the sweet spot to be in in the world so what what is a, a home fragrance diffuser for people who, who don't know what it is or what it does and um, how can you convince people that you just talked about this in the beginning you said that you know the the old-fashioned ways of uh, for, you know adding scent to your home is uh, candles uh, or um, air fresheners so how can you let people kind of like divert into this new world of home diffusers mm -hmm. what is it about and how can you get people to start going that direction uh, great question. I, I think it starts from if we take a step back and we mm -hmm. look at why do we need diffusers. A lot right. of time people are just using air freshener to like mask some sort of like you know bad odor right. or smell in the home. I think we're not we're we're not targeting that segment. What we're looking at is the wellness aspect. Now right. let me share some very the interesting health, from the health and wellness side. Nice. So here's a here's a figure. So according to studies, recent studies, um, sixty percent of the people. Uh, who are buying new brands, they're expecting the brands to have a wellness factor 
integrated into the brand. So like, you know, before the wellness aspect was like an aspirational thing. Now it's essential for the brand. And I'll tell you why, because uh, during a day, and you know, we all go through a lot of emotions, mm -hmm. right? According to a study, almost 70% of our decisions that we make are based on emotions, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And we don't focus on the emotions, like, you know, the, the, the news, the bad news that you're hearing, you're stuck in traffic, you know, you're getting stressed out, your boss is giving you a hard time, right? So yeah. all of these things, they create a lot of mental block, like, you know, you're not able to make the right decisions. So when you look at it, like we have five senses, right? We all know, like, you know, our sense of smell, sound, all touch, that, yeah. and touch, exactly. Mm -hmm. But our sense of smell, the olfactory system as it's called, mm -hmm. it's responsible for over 75% of the decision making or the emotions that we get driven, right? So, like, I believe you know, that 100%. Right? So yeah. have you noticed like, especially and this happens a lot in UAE, like mm -hmm. the hotels, they smell amazing, right? Amazing. <laughs> especially if you go to a place and it smells really bad, you get in a really bad when you get irritated, you're like, oh, this smells so bad. So you, automatically your mood becomes kind of messed up. It so it, yeah, it definitely does so, have an and, effect on you. And on the other hand, if you walk into like a hotel lobby, a restaurant where there's like yeah. a freshly baked bread or something like that, all of a sudden yeah. you're just like, oh my God, like yeah. this is good energy. And always brings back memories as well. It does. The smell of any place brings, either it gives you new memories or brings back old memories. So yeah, it does It does have a lot of effect on the, on the yeah. brain. Yeah, so, so and you know, when you actually like, you know, when you engage your sense of smell, and it's a good scent mm -hmm. and now there are ingredients uh, there are technology mm -hmm. so like you know uh, very recently we announced a strategic partnership with one of the biggest fragrance houses in the world based out of Switzerland called Ferminiche nice. it's a 120 something year old company mm -hmm. and they're doing amazing stuff with AI fragrances Imagine artificial nice. intelligence fragrances. So what that means is the data they have gathered over decades, they're implementing that to see what kind of ingredients in a fragrance drives emotions, right? Mm. And we're utilizing that to help our consumers, our users get those emotions. So mm -hmm. uplifting their mood, helping them relax, helping them sleep better at night, helping them wake up better and be more energized. So uh, we want people to understand that well-being is the new thing that they have to focus on. And we cannot ignore how important our mental wellness is. Mm -hmm. And utilizing the sense of smell, which is the highest one, the contributor, that's where we're focusing on. And are you catering to people with allergies, for example, with your products? Yes, yes. So like all the products that we have, they're hypoallergenic. So like, you know, they're very neutral. Actually, in fact, they're safe for kids. They're safe for pets. Uh, unlike your candles that creates a lot of toxins when you actually burn that is actually uh, very definitely. apart from the fact that a kid can just like knock it over and yeah, like yeah. you know your, your whole house can burn down right. so that's a problem in North America where there's mostly wooden houses but it's it's hazardous right mm -hmm. and then when the when the wax is burned it creates like uh, toxins as well so we our focus is that uh, we use as much of natural and very premium ingredients as we can mm -hmm. and we take into account that like you know it's suitable to mass audience as much as we can cater to. Mm -hmm. Well, absolutely. Well, now let's, can you share a little bit um, about, let's just say how the challenges of being an entrepreneur? That's something that I want to know. Um, mm -hmm. you, you said that this is your fourth company or third company? Third that company. You've, third com company that you've established. So let's talk about the challenges that you have encountered as an entrepreneur. Um, what is, what are the challenges that you encountered and how did you overcome them? Uh, excellent question. I think uh, 
entrepreneurship um, is uh, it's it's something very special, first mm-hmm. of all. And I think a lot of people in the day and age that we're in, it's like it's uh, it's it's been a lot like it's been glamorized a lot. Yeah. But the reality of being an entrepreneur is following your following through with your passion, right? So you see a need in the market, you see a gap, and you see a potential, and there's a problem that exists. And what you do, you dedicate your life uh, to actually solving that problem, right? Mm-hmm. Now, talking about challenges, I think the biggest challenge is managing your emotions on daily basis when you're entrepreneur. Again with emotions. <laughs> <laughs> Again with emotions. And you know what happens is that uh, on day-to-day basis, there's so many like uh, problems. Yeah. There's so many challenges because look, you're you're targeting a problem. You're trying to solve a problem that exists in the market that probably other people haven't found a solution mm-hmm. to. So that means you're creating something new, mm-hmm. and when you're creating that, you're gonna you're gonna have a lot of like like a lot of challenges that are gonna come your way. Mm-hmm. Now, the main thing is, I think, just a lot of like you know, a lot of people that they wonder is that hey, uh, like I want to solve this problem, but I don't have the time because I have a nine to five, I have a job, or like you know, how would I pay my bills, or like you know, how long will it take? Mm-hmm. I think entrepreneurship is independent of all those things. When you yeah. immerse yourself into solving a certain problem, a certain challenge, uh, you're signing up for the fact that, like you know, you're dedicating your life for that. So, and I don't mean it in a bad way. Mm-hmm. I, I I mean that, like you know, uh, there's no such thing as like having a quick breakthrough. Yeah. Uh, so many examples, like you look at, like you know, Steve Jobs, or you look mm-hmm. at so many other uh, entrepreneurs in the world mm-hmm. who have set examples who have time and time again they have failed mm-hmm. for example dyson like you know uh they i think uh, he had 5000 failures 5000 times he made prototype that did not work mm-hmm. when he came across the final product that was the pinnacle of engineering and vacuum cleaners of all yeah. the things right yeah. so it's so important to know that like you know when you're dedicating yourself you're falling through with your passion and then you're not letting day-to-day challenges uh, affect your decision to to give up. Yeah, that's one thing you cannot afford to do. You know, initially, I believe that um, the success of a true entrepreneur comes in his ability or her ability to convince people of their product or idea. Um, that's initially. After that comes the implementation of that idea. Like, how does that actually work on the real ground? Um, so, how did you convince, or what are the tools that you use? Uh, to convince others of your idea as a successful idea, basically. So the thing is, uh, before convincing others, you have yeah. to convince yourself that you want to go through with your idea. Yeah. So on average, I, a typical human being gets anywhere from eight thousand to ten thousand ideas a day. A day. Mm, that's a day, off. right? <laughs> and there's like almost seven to eight billion people in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, I'm a bit of a data nerd, but that's yeah, fine. So, fine. I like that. <laughs> so, so if you look at it, we're all getting so many ideas. Mm. But the thing is, there's always, and I'm pretty sure it happened with you too. There's always like this aha moment where mm-hmm. you're like, oh my god, this could be something big. Yeah. Right. And you get excited about it. But if you notice, so there is like a 40, 24, 48 rule, meaning that whenever you get a good idea, right, and if you cannot let it go out of your head and you really truly think it's a good idea, so you let it steep for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. 24 hours. So yeah. if you can stay with it for 24 hours and you're like, I still think it's a great idea because like, you know, out of those 10,000 ideas, 9,999 are probably just going to, you're going to forget about them and get a new one. Right. But there's going to be this one idea that's going to stick with you. So in 24 hours, if you think it's a great idea, you have to start executing, start doing work on it in the next 48 hours. 
Okay. So 2448, right? Mm -hmm. So what that happens, what that does is that because the reason you're starting the execution right away is because we have this uh, uh, mechanism in our mind where when we have this rush, when we have the rush, this adrenaline rush to get on the idea, we want to start building up the momentum because this momentum is going to convert, is going to sort of translate into something real, right? Mm -hmm. And what the first thing you need to do is, and this is actually a very common problem with entrepreneurs where they're hesitant to share their ideas, that they, they feel that, hey, if I share my idea with a friend or somebody, mm -hmm. uh, even on social media, for example, mm -hmm. somebody's going to take it, right? right? Uh, the, th the reality is, first of all, the idea that we come up with mostly, more than 99% of the time is probably somebody has thought of that because everybody's mm -hmm. getting so many ideas a day. The second thing is it's in the execution, mm -hmm. right? So when you're starting to execute, you want to get your idea validated. So one thing you need to do is start sharing with people around you. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean just your mom or your, your your sibling because, you know, they care about you and they don't want to hurt your feelings. So they're going to be like, oh my God, yeah, this is a great idea. Yeah. But what you want to do is you want to actually share your idea with and I, I'm not even joking. You need to share your idea with strangers. Yeah. Right? Like, if you have some social media, like, you know, uh, channel, just ask a question. Hey, what do yeah. you think about this idea? Or, uh, I, you might call me crazy, but, you know, you even just walk into a coffee shop and just, like, you know, talk to your barista and be like, hey, I just came across this idea. What do you think? Yeah. Right? So, the more data you can collect with people that you're around or you the more, I think, validation you can get and you can actually put that into execution. So I'm sure along the way you went through a lot of trial and error until you became where you are right now or came in this place that you're in right now. So um, what are, if you can share a word of advice um, to other entrepreneurs listening to you right now uh, from past mistakes that you've made and you actually corrected mm -hmm. it right now, what kind of advice would you, would you give to other uh, entrepreneurs on their journey right now? I think uh, the number one advice that I give uh, to like, you know, because I advise startups, I invest in startups as well, personally, mm -hmm. in my opinion, the number one advice is that we give up too soon. Mm -hmm. And I talked about it a little bit before as well, but it's so essential because it's easier said than done. Because like, you know, if you look at it, um, we're like, you know, we're, we're, we're hustling, we're working and like, you know, one day we're like on top of the world and we're like, oh, it's going to be a billion dollar company. It's great. <laughs> and the other day it's like, okay, like, you know what? I'm going to probably go bankrupt with this thing. So, you know, the, 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 re the reality is, and then you have like people around you. It could be like your, your family, your kids, your spouse. And they're like, why are you wasting your time on this? So there's, it's an emotional roller coaster. Uh, the one thing you need to do is stay put. If you truly believe in that and you're executing, it's it's something unique because yeah. you're seeing something mm -hmm. that majority of the market is not seeing. And the only way to show the world what you're seeing is to bring it to reality. Yeah. So the number one thing is you stay consistent, you continue to execute, and whatever your mind or people around you are telling you, just don't give up. Just keep going. Just, mm -hmm. and you know what? There is. I, I heard this in one of the in one of the podcasts um, that it's it's like just one more day. That's it. A lot don't of times, uh, yeah. yeah. And you know what? You just think that okay, like how much time do I need to be successful? There's no timeline. There's no destination. It's a journey. So all you tell yourself, especially on your lowest days, is mm -hmm. just one more day. You know what? Just keep telling that to yourself, and before you know it, you'd have made it.
Yeah, it's all about keeping yourself self-motivated throughout this journey. Well, thank you very much for joining us this morning. We've got the uh, uh, business headlines lined up for you, and we shall be right back after that. And uh, if you'd like to catch this discussion as a podcast, you can do so on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. Mr. Mandeep Mushtaq, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for having me.